0: Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Jacob Burson, and welcome to the Coverall Call. All right, let's have a conference. All right, I don't know why, but the wheels we were always after with my granddad were up in Commerce or Livonia, Georgia. I don't know who my Papa Burson had made deals with and who he had worked out um, these plans with, but we would always take these road trips up I-85 North. Sometimes it was just... His pickup truck, sometimes it was a pickup truck and a trailer. And we would head up 85 North from Lawrenceville, Georgia, up towards the Georgia South Carolina border, um, somewhere around Livonia or Commerce to pick up a load of wheels. They would be stock factory GM Ford Dodge pickup truck wheels. We'd pick up 50, 100, 200 wheels at a time. They would either be in a lot behind a shop or beside a shop or something, just sitting out there in the Georgia heat uh, collecting. Dirt and debris and red clay and everything else you could think of. I really I don't know how much he paid for those wheels. We just would load them up, and we'd bring them back to his shop in Lawrenceville, and we would unload them, and then we would get a brush in one hand and a garden hose in the other hand, and we would start washing all those wheels off. We'd scrub off all that red Georgia clay that had caked up on them, all the spider webs, we'd wash all those off. We would make those wheels look... Those plain old factory vanilla wheels look as good as we could possibly make them look. We were we were basically scrubbing dollar bills into those wheels because his plan was over time was to sell those wheels for more than he paid for them. He, he was a hustler. He would try to turn a dollar into two dollars in a heartbeat. That's just what he did. And, and But the scrubbing and washing of the wheels, that wasn't the end. He had one more touch. It was um gloss black Krylon spray paint and we would well it wasn't Krylon it was usually whatever the generic cheapest version of black gloss spray paint he could buy from Walmart or wherever else cheapest stuff we could get we would wash and scrub the wheels and then after they dried we'd paint all those wheels black um I can't tell you how many cans of spray paint I went through. I would I would be out there spray painting until my hands and fingers were numb. I'd have indentions of the spray paint um the little button on top of the spray paint can. I'd have indentions on my thumb and on my fingers and forefingers. My fingers be numb and wore out. I'd have black circles on my hands. I'd have black buggers for a week. And thank goodness we were outside spray painting because I, I would have had to go to rehab to be weaned off of all that spray paint that I'd huffed if we'd have been inside and rest in peace to all the brain cells that I did lose even though we had the great ventilation of being outside every time we painted and no matter how many times I'd painted wheels I remember he would all my granddaddy would always explain to me no matter how many wheels I'd painted he would explain to me how to paint a wheel even though I'd done a thousand of them he'd say now he'd grab a can of spray paint he'd say now just go over it real quick it'll look brand new don't let the paint run He's, and then he would point at the wheel. And he'd always, hey, I give ten dollars for that wheel, and we're gonna sell it for twenty. And I don't remember those prices exactly, but I can remember him pointing with knife hands. He'd point at the he'd point at the wheels and tell me how much he'd paid for them and how much he's gonna sell them for. And I didn't really care because I was just ready to hurry. I wanted to hurry up and get done so that I could go to the driveway and shoot basketball, or go inside and get a tomato sandwich, or go in the yard and play wiffle ball with my cousins. I just wanted to hurry up and be done. But he showed me some tricks painting those wheels too because he would, he would take a screwdriver when a can would run out of paint and he would poke a hole in the spray paint can and he would use that spray paint to finish painting the wheels. And sometimes he would poke a hole in the can and he would say, Jacob, watch this, watch. And he would spray paint his black leather shoes with that paint. And he'd say, look, look, look. They look brand new. Won't nobody know a difference. One time... I was painting wheels um, one afternoon and he went in the house to get ready. My papa went in the house side to get ready for a city council meeting. He left me outside to finish the job of painting the wheels. And he came out of the house after getting ready for his city council meeting and stopped, came by to see how I was doing, to see if I was finished yet. And I wasn't done yet. And he grabbed a can of spray paint and spray painted his shoes before going to city council meeting. Now, I don't know where his normal dress shoes were, but he spray painted his, he had his black work shoes on with his suit and tie going to city council meeting and spray painted his shoes black. I mean, he wasn't worried at all about what anybody thought about him. And he, he, I remember him telling me, don't tell grandma. If I had a dollar for every time he told me something after we did something of him saying, don't, don't, don't tell your grandma we did this, I would be a millionaire right now. I want to read this from First Corinthians the Apostle Paul writes this in chapter 4. he says he says, "But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself for I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted because it is the Lord who judges me. What Paul is essentially saying there is he wasn't worried about what other people thought of him. He had no concern about what other people thought of him. And matter of fact, Paul wasn't even concerned about what he thought of himself because Paul's joy was, was in that only God could judge him. Listen, Papa did not take himself super seriously. The only things he took serious were his service to his community, his frugality, the way he saved and conserved before conserving was cool, his family and his god his identity was not tied up in what other people thought about him his entire identity was found in jesus all of his joy was found in jesus everything that he found was important was found in god see that freedom allowed him to not care about what other people thought of him it allowed him to not even really be worried about what he thought of himself it was true freedom which was why so many people have so many great stories about my granddad and how funny he was and how much fun he was to be be around and how normal and how well and respected he treated everybody because he didn't think too much of himself. He wasn't concerned about it. He didn't take himself super seriously. He was a joy to be around. He enjoyed life. He helped people who who wouldn't otherwise get help from other people because he wasn't worried what other people thought about him if he helped those who were on the outside. He laughed a lot, told jokes, had a good time, didn't worry about things that wouldn't kill you. The reason why is because God's got a hold of it. God is in control. There's no reason to be super stressed out and to take take everything super serious all the time. Everything's going to work out. It's going to be all right. For whatever reason, we tend to think that the most important people in the world, the most valuable people are serious and stern and super structured and super disciplined and super hardcore all the time. And there are people who are naturally like that. And, and those, there are some admirable people in those things. But in my experience, I'm not so sure that that is the blueprint to a great leader. It may be a group blueprint to some great leaders. But to me, the most joyful and best leaders that I know are people who like to have a good time, who people who don't take themselves super seriously, or people who are servants From the back, leading the pack, actually in the fight. Those are the people who I would like to be like. Those are the people who I like to hang around, the people who are overjoyed when they find the lost sheep. The week before my granddad passed away, I was there in the hospital room when the mayor of Larsville stopped by there to see him there in the hospital, um, Miss Judy Johnson. Now, Mayor Johnson, she's not only the mayor of Larsville, but she also volunteers at the hospital. She's a true servant to the community. And she came by to see her friend, my granddad. They had served together for years on city council. Uh, they attend church together. They've been in the trenches of the community together for so long, um, just to see them there telling stories and laughing. And my granddad couldn't really speak that well. Um, she told him they'd missed seeing him at church. You know, they went to church together every Sunday. Um, and in that moment, she, she prayed with him right there in the hospital room and kind of as a little gift. Uh, that God gave me, um, I kept my eyes open during that prayer. I, I've started doing that personally um, in a moment of prayer to kind of watch the room to see what's going on. I kind of have found reverence to see uh, other people in prayer. It's just, it's just what I do, and I'm glad I did in that moment because I didn't. My eyes were closed to begin with, but I did open my eyes because I, I wanted to see what was going on. And what I saw was, as I saw my granddad with his hand raised, it was a side of my granddad I haven't really seen before because we've never really have went to church together. Um, I've always known about his faith. I've always known about his walk and the way he lived his life. But in that moment, I saw his hand raised, a side of him that I'd never seen. He couldn't really speak that well at the time, but there he was with his hand up receiving prayer. He wasn't concerned about who was looking at him. He wasn't concerned about um, what people thought about him in that moment. He was in pure, total worship and joy. And it's an image, it's a gift from God that has burned in my mind forever. I'm so grateful to Mayor Johnson to be there, to be able to usher in that moment. It's a gift that I, I'll be grateful for that gift that I've got forever. That moment that has burned in my main, my brain, in my mind of seeing his hand raised in worship. But while I was there in the hospital room, while I was in that moment, in my mind, And I think it was because Judy Johnson was there, Mayor Johnson was there, and I knew about the city council connection. In my mind, I was thinking about him spray painting his shoes before a city council meeting. He was a man who wasn't worried about what other people thought of his joy. And he was a man who took God seriously. When stress in life hits me, it's super refreshing to know me personally where I find my true identity, where that identity lies. To know that freedom doesn't come from what other people think about me. To know that my joy is not found in what other people say. I'm not sure that spray paint can cover a multitude of sins. But sometimes it sure can help when walking into life's serious moments to have a bounce and a smile knowing that everything is going to be all right. Hey, thank you guys for listening to the podcast this week. If you would, please, in iTunes, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, If you have any questions or comments or you want to leave any kind of feedback, please do. Any feedback is good feedback, good, bad, negative, whatever. Anything would be awesome. In the next coming episodes, we're going to have the opportunity to have some people um, call in to tell their stories. I'm looking forward because everybody has had somebody impact their life who has stories Um, about how they have changed the direction of their life and how they have really just poured positivity into their life. I really want to, can't wait to get the opportunity to talk to some people and hear some of those stories and about where they've been and what they've done and what other people have helped them out with and how they have kind of paid it forward, so to speak, um, with helping out others. Um, Thanks a lot for tuning in to the Cover All Call podcast. We'll see you guys next time.